This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, I'm Anthony Montgomery, Ensign Travis Mayweather on Star Trek Enterprise, and you're listening to Trek FM. Episode of Warp 5. I'm your host, Brandon Shea Mutella, and joining me as always is my ever constant uh, Mog Patrick. How you doing? What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? What did you do? I don't know, nothing. You turned off the whole podcast. I turned off the whole podcast. Get it back! We got the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. <laughs> we lost the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. I can't do any of those sound effects, by the way. <laughs> well, besides all that, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, we've got something special for you guys. You guys might be like, what the heck is going on? I thought you guys said that the last movie night was going to be the court jester. But we decided to do one more. And uh, before we get into the movie night that we're doing... As uh, if well, they haven't figured it out. As if now. they have figured it out. Okay, so it's been a running gag on Warp 5 that we've that Patrick hasn't seen Spaceballs. So we decided to do one more movie night with Spaceballs. And the reason why we decided to do that is because this is going to be Patrick and my last episode of Warp 5... Um, like as hosts so we've got one more episode coming up next time that we've got something special but after that we're done we're ending our run on warp five and so we wanted to go out with something fun uh based on a reoccurring joke that we had so that might come as like surprising and shocking news um but yeah we're ending our run i've been on since episode i think it was episode 93 or 92 was my first 92 was my first one and then 94 i became a regular and uh, you started back with episode 130, Patrick. Yeah, so it's it's been a while, and uh, unfortunately, all good things come to an end. Road. This Getting is from there to here. <laughs> this is coming to an end, but we figured we'll it's we'll been leave a off. Long time, oh but my time is finally near. I can see the tears. Well, now that no one's listening to this. Patrick is crying, but I'm not gonna, not gonna cry myself. <laughs> no more. 
don't forget what I was saying. I don't even know what I was saying anymore. <laughs> We're talking about your episode 130. Yeah, yeah, so I've been around for a while, and like I said, all good things come to an end, and unfortunately this is coming to an end, but we didn't want to... Unfortunately, our last episode I was unable to make it to, <laughs> yes. so we decided... Let's give them one more. Let's go out together. Just you and me. We're going to do an episode just us, and it's going to be something ridiculous, so it became Spaceballs. And then we decided to do even one more. Yeah, we were going to end with episode 200, and then Patrick screwed it all up. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, Patrick, he's been around, the, you know, like the Village Bicycle. He's been around the block a couple times. Everybody... <laughs> <laughs> That's not and... right. That's not right. Um, and, yeah, so, I don't know, do we want to take a little retrospective before we get into our movie watch here? Yeah, or? sure, let's do it. Awesome. What do you want to say about Warp 5, Patrick? I don't know. I, I really enjoyed my time here. I, I like talking Enterprise. I like the different avenues we, we went down, like the movie nights, which is a different take on talking about the show because we don't talk directly about Star Trek on those. Mm -hmm. um, writing our own episodes were always fun. Um, and really, I was just, you know, we had a lot of fun doing these episodes over the mm -hmm. over the last year and a half or so, and uh, I got a new appreciation for watching the shows now that I've watched them with much more critical eye, you know, and um, and that's really all all I have to say about the last year and a half. I mean, I, I've said it on other podcasts leading up to this, but uh, but you know. Uh, I just I'm really glad that you know you and I got to host this show for as long as we did and mm -hmm. and now uh, we're moving on to other things. So when we started the show, I believe you'd said that Enterprise was your favorite Star Trek series. Was that correct? Yes, it's, it is. Is it, is it still? Yes. Okay, good. So with some of the critical analysis that we've done on the season retrospectives and the episode retrospectives, what do you? Th what was your most interesting thing that you found? I think the most interesting thing is I noticed a lot more character development watching it this way in okay. individual episodes that I may not have picked up on just watching through the episodes. You know what I mean? Like I had like a, f a finer tooth comb in picking out the different scenes or little quirks that had happened that I didn't mm -hmm. notice before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some so, good, some bad. So, okay. So give me an example of each. Give me an example of a good and a bad that you found. Put uh, you on the spot here. I well, I found out I I really didn't hate um, what's it called as much until we had to watch it like four times. Exile, or yeah, not exile, no, no, um, extinction. Yes, mm -hmm. I never really liked the episode of being forced to watch it four times. I really grew a disdain for it, but I did notice, and I could give you one of each in that episode because that episode was kind of just a eh, episode for me before. Mm -hmm. um, I realized just how poorly driven that story was because it really ties nothing in later or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like the guy never shows up again. You know, that, they could have fixed a lot of that by just having him show up later in a series and helping them in some way. But um, I also noticed just how hard, you know, Hoshi and Archer were working to try and get this episode to be good. Yeah. Which I didn't notice in previous. It was just kind of a, ah. And you I mean wouldn't Bacula, really pay attention. Bacula and Linda Park. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, uh, like, they, they were trying so hard to act good in such a bad episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're, I think that's interesting. Um, what else? Anything, uh, anything else really good that kind of stuck out for you? Well, I think I, I did actually get, this is going to sound weird, but 
but I did actually get a new appreciation for, and I know that was also a running gag where that episode doesn't exist. These are the voyages. Mm-hmm. But I think by doing this, I realized I don't actually hate the episode as much as I hate the placement of the episode. Mm-hmm. That if that episode had come anywhere other than then, it wouldn't be my favorite episode. But it would it would have just been another episode, and it would I would have been all right with it. Right, right, right. Cool. Uh, what about you? Um, I I think I gained a new appreciation for Enterprise. Like it's still not my favorite Star Trek series. I mean. D Space Nine and the, uh, is still my favorite Star Trek series. Um, Enterprise is it's it's so tough because you know I've been doing a rewatch of Next Generation with Aubrey and you know like that show is really damn good and I've kind of always put it at the bottom of my list for favorites because I've seen it so much I think but you know so it's really hard after the original series and D Space Nine as to like what's next because. There's so much great Star Trek out there. I know it's at the bottom of my list, but I mean, as for the other ones that are in between, you know, I don't know what order I'd even put them in, whether it's Enterprise, Voyager, or Next Generation, because I do enjoy them all, and I enjoy different things about them all. Um, I love how Enterprise looks, and, you know, that leads into Discovery. Like, I like how they changed how Discovery looks and how modern they've made it. Like, I think that was the right choice, and I think it was the right choice with Enterprise. Like, I remember people complaining about how Enterprise looked when it first started. You know, I didn't get, I wasn't as much into the social media thing. You know, I I guess social media wasn't even around then. But, you know, I had a few friends and stuff, and I heard people grumbling that they didn't like how Enterprise looked. It looked like a submarine and things like this, and and the LCD screens were too advanced. And I'm like, well, I don't know, what are you going to do, right? It's it's 2001 that we're making this show, so it's got to look that way. So, I don't know, I've always liked that, but... I, I guess I've gained a new appreciation for Enterprise, but that's more since I've been with Trek FM rather than being on this podcast because, you know, I watched Enterprise live, and I've said this before, and then I bought the DVDs and watched them all again once, and that was it. I'd only seen Enterprise twice. And, you know, it wasn't until 2016 when we did our From There to Here rewatch for the network that I watched Enterprise again, and I'm like, this show's not that bad. You know, it's still not my favorite Star Trek, but there's some really good stuff in here. There's some stinkers, but I mean, there's stinkers in all the shows, right? And uh, so it's more, I've gained an appreciation of the show since I've been with the network rather than being here on Warp 5. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed is I I think I've had some wonderful discussions about this show and it's not my favorite. I, you know, I, I don't give it short shrift at all. We talk, I talk about it with, with all the passion that I would any of the other shows. And I've had a lot of fun talking about Warp 5 for the past three years, you know? It's been about three years since I, since I did that. It was the end of 2016 that I did that first commentary on um, on Future Tense. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. And, yeah, I don't think there's anything really that I gained appreciation for more because I gained it so much with the rewatch. Right, right. Yeah, see, I didn't watch these things over. I listened to all the rewatches, but I didn't. That's about the time I came into listening to the network. It was right, right at the fiftieth. Yeah. So I, I, but I didn't rewatch a lot of things. You know, you you make an interesting point though. Like, it's so hard to pick a favorite. There's so much goes into picking a favorite that has nothing to do with the show in reality. Mm. So, for instance, because that might not make sense to to anyone, but. The reason why this show will always be my favorite is it's a commentary on 9-11, which is an event I lived. 
Mm-hmm. A horrible event I live, but it's an event I live nonetheless. Now, every other show below this, I, if you ask me today, I'll rank them one way, and in a week from now, I'll rank them another. But the fact that that ties so closely to something that I unfortunately lived, this will always just have that step over them. And mm-hmm. people have made the argument, yeah, but the episodes in this series were better than... I understand that, but that one fact changes which one my favorite is. Otherwise, they'd, they'd all just be being ranked differently every week. Right. For me, you know? Yeah. See, with D-Space 9, it's interesting because when I first watched D-Space 9, I didn't like it. Like, I watched it live when I was a kid. I caught the first six seasons. Um, I didn't have it for season seven, so I didn't catch season seven for quite a while. But I, I, that wasn't didn't play in factor for it. I liked D-Space 9, but I liked Next Gen better, and I, and I liked Voyager better during its initial run. Um, but as I continue to watch Deep Space Nine, it's the series that grew on me the most, and the characters are really what grows on me, and I think Deep Space Nine has the best characters out of any Star Trek series, and that's what drives me to that show. What drives me to this show is seasons three and four, and I loved how they, they were brave with season three and did the season-long arc, because I really like that style of storytelling, and with season four, where they tried to broaden the canvas and touch on those original series elements, because TOS is my second favorite because of nostalgia. And, you know, that's really kind of what got me into Star Trek was TOS. So it's there. I mean, there's so many great episodes. I think I've said it recently that my favorite episode of Star Trek is a Voyager episode. It's Deadlock. I, re- I just love that episode, um, you know, but... That also changes from week to week, you know. So I don't know. Right now it's deadlock, and it's been deadlock for a while. But uh, <laughs> so next week, ask him again, and it'll be something different. Next week, ask me again. So, <laughs> but no, but it's true. I mean, see, I didn't watch Deep Space Nine or Voyager on first run. I came back to Star Trek. You're not. I a watched. Fan. I yes, I am. Stop it. I watched <laughs> Enterprise. Um, I was. It came out in '86. I was only four, but uh, not Enterprise. Um. Next Gen. Next Generation. And then I caught the end of Next Gen, the first two seasons of uh, T-Space 9, but then I kind of fell out of watching Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to it for Voyager's last season. Talk about spoiling the whole show. Um, so I saw how that ended before going back, watching all of Voyager, watching all of T-Space 9, but in the middle of the, trying to catch up on those, Enterprise came out. Mm-hmm. So that elongated how long it took me to watch those because I watched Enterprise on first run. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. I don't know. I like Deep Space Nine a lot too, so. Yes. Yeah, Deep Space Nine's great. So, but I'm, I'm, I think it's great that Enterprise is your favorite and I don't, I don't know like this fandom nowadays, I don't care what your favorite is, like, but be, have whatever's your favorite. <laughs> None of these Star Trek shows are as good as Mindhunter, okay? Like, that show's just fantastic. What? Huh? Oh man, you got to watch Mindhunter on. We can't do this again, man. I just watched Spaceballs. Oh man, you got to watch <laughs> Mindhunter is so good. It is like captivating. I've been I've been just finished season 2 today. Is it's it a like, new show? Current show? Yeah, it's only two seasons. Season 2 just came out like a week or two ago as of this recording. And uh I just I couldn't stop watching it. I'm just lit- I am literally just completely captivated watching that show. It is so, so amazing. What is that on? It's um, the Netflix original Hulu. FBI profilers on serial killers. No, no, I mean, is it like Netflix? Oh, Netflix. Hulu? Okay. Netflix. And it's yeah. an FBI show. Yeah. But it, it takes killers? place, the, the first season's in like 77, season two is in 1980, 
Um, season two, I didn't realize again that this is before, like that was right when I was born. Um, season two takes place, and the story is the Atlanta child murders that happened in the early eighties. Okay, which is a true story. I didn't realize while I was watching the show that it was a true story. So um, was season but, one a true story too? Yes. So yeah, like I knew that it's based on the original profilers and how they would interview serial killers and develop. Oh, uh, okay. Profiles and stuff, right? So. Yeah. Oh, I'd probably love this show. Oh, it's so good. David Fincher is a producer on it, and he directed four episodes from season one and three from season two. Oh, nice. So, anywho, this is not the Fincher cast. No, but, but I know uh, what I'll be doing next. Oh, man, it's so good. You'll be hooked. From the first episode, you'll be hooked. So, nice. Anyways. Um, awesome. Anything else you want to talk about before we jump into our discussion on Spaceballs? No, I think I think the listeners pretty much know my feelings on most of this stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna miss doing Warp Five, but at the same time, you know, I just wanna kind of want to do some other stuff. Yeah, you got the Disney podcast coming, right? Yep, and so that's we- gonna pick up really big on November 12th. <laughs> so yes, when when all they they're gonna drop a ton of new content on us on their streaming service. So mm-hmm. Disney Plus. So that's gonna be cool. And then uh, the plan right now, tentatively, is you and I are going to talk about The Mandalorian every week for while it's running there. Yeah, so, and then me and Chris are still going to do the movie mm-hmm. deep dives every other while we're doing mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. And I think Chris is going to join us with Mandalorian, too, but... Mm-hmm. So uh, Chris, that's Chris Trebuzio, who's our associate producer yes. of the network. Our, and uh, he's been guested on Warp 5 a couple times now, and he's guested on my show... Franchise fatigue. He he joined us to discuss the Godfather series, and that yeah. was a whole heck of a lot of fun. He's been on Warp Five. Um, he's been on The Edge. I mean, mm-hmm. so he's been around. People know the voice when they hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's been around. He's not quite the bicycle that you are, but no, uh, no, but not you. Not many people can be like me. No, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. <laughs> no, and nobody can be quite like Patrick. So. Anyways, yes, speaking of Patrick, um, we might have to get the uh, the bleepers ready for this podcast here, so. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how we're going to talk about this without, how are we going to talk about this? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. So if anybody's not seen Spaceballs, it's a spoof of Star Wars. And a whole but, lot of other stuff. And a whole lot of other stuff, directed by Mel Brooks, and it's one of those classic 80s genre movies where they throw everything in the kitchen sink in the movie and they're just throwing jokes at you constantly some of them hit some of them miss but you know i think Spaceballs is one of the better ones um because of how rapid they're throwing the jokes at you and some of them are quite subtle and honestly patrick on this watch there was a little joke that i caught that i'd never caught before on a different level so it was right at the beginning when they were doing the scrawl like the the word scrawl like they did on Star Wars. And I as a kid and like I don't know when the last time was that I saw Spaceballs. I never I just thought it was funny that they picked chapter 11 because you know Star Wars was episode 4, episode 5, episode 6 was the original trilogy and that's all that was out when Spaceballs came out. But then funny out of funny, chapter 11 is what you call it when you declare bankruptcy. Right, and I just, I, I didn't, I never caught that and didn't realize it until now. So there was, a, there was a whole new joke that I found. At first, I thought they just picked a funny number because episode four, but no, chapter eleven is because of bankruptcy. So I thought that was kind of funny. 
So I didn't catch that until you said it. <laughs> until you said it, yes. So oh, that's good. That's a subtle joke. So yeah, yeah. as you were explaining it, I realized you were talking about bankruptcy, but I didn't yes. catch it reading it. What I did find interesting at the end of that scroll was if you can read this, you don't need glasses. Yeah, because I wasn't glasses. wearing mine, and I could read it. That's funny. So you don't need them then, because Mel Brooks told you so. Apparently not. My doctors are all wrong. No, Mel Brooks is king. So I've seen this movie, I don't know how many times, we watched this way too young. Like, there's some bad language in this movie, and as I've said on other podcasts, like, I saw this movie before I saw Alien, so that whole ending scene in the diner just scared the crap out of me as a kid, (laughs) right? The first time I saw it, I'm like, what the frick is going on here? Like, what? is happening when that chest burster was coming out of that guy's thing. And it wasn't until much later that I caught the joke and what was going on. And then all of a sudden this thing starts dancing and I'm just like, what am I watching? And it, it scared, it really, really scared me when I was a kid, that scene. So, cause I hadn't seen alien yet, but, uh, we watched it way too young, but Patrick, this is your first time watch. So I'm going to hand the mic to you. What did you think of space falls? I didn't laugh once. You're lying. I didn't, I didn't laugh out loud once. You are lying. You want me to call my wife in? Yes. Uh, hold on. I don't believe you. This movie is too funny for you to not have been laughing. Oh, my goodness. He's getting his wife. This is, oh, this is not good. <laughs> Please tell the listeners at home whether I laughed or not watching this movie. No, not once. Give her the headphones. I want not to talk once. to her. Not once. Did you did, did you watch with him? Yes, I did the entire time, and I and I was laughing. But he's horrible. <laughs> what what is wrong with him? Like this is grounds for divorce. There's something you seriously wrong with him. I don't know because he likes all the other movies and the jokes on it, and he likes Galaxy Quest. Yes, you do. So if you like that, you should like this. Not the same. It is. It's it's the same type of comedy. I'm talking to Brandon, not me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so okay, so let me get this straight. Is he the kind of guy? That likes to say I don't like comedies and does his best to not laugh during comedies. No, he's not. He's really not. He's oh really not. I don't know what it is with this one. I really well, don't. Okay, well, pass that one's back to Patrick. I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed by this. What a way to end our run. Of <laughs> I didn't dislike the movie. I just didn't laugh. Oh my goodness! I thought, but you, but you laughed out loud to the court jester. I did, I and la- I laughed heavily. Frankenstein. <laughs> I laughed heavily at the court jester. This this is the worst punchline to our long running joke <laughs> of you haven't seen Spaceballs. This is the worst punchline ever. <laughs> I was sure I was gonna like it. I was being yelled at for two days by friends on how we can't be friends till I watch it. Uh, see, I wasn't crazy though. No, you're not. I now think the world is crazy. Now you're gonna lose friends because you don't think Spaceballs funny at all. No, I'm it's not so that I glad. Think... I'm I, glad I, I... we're ending this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I found a lot of things in the movie clever. I just not laugh out loud funny. Okay, I will tell you. Watching this again, I will tell you the moments, the couple of moments where I still laugh out loud because I think it's hilarious. Okay, so. The first, the first thing that I think is the most funny is the beeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. I enjoyed that because he does the sounds, and he's the guy from Police Academy, right? Yes. So I enjoyed that, but I didn't laugh. The line, that's not all he's lost. 
it's just the that's the funniest line in the movie to me. That's not all that he's lost. Which part he's is like, that? We've lost we've lost the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. Oh yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was clever. The sweeps and the creeps. Yeah, that's not all, that's he's, not all lost. he's lost. Yeah, it's clever. Okay, so I don't know. I think that's hilarious. The other one, right after, right after the. Um, most of it's with Lord Helmet, though, right? The other, uh, right after the, you're looking at now, now. Right? I did find that funny. I just didn't laugh when they were when they were like waving their arms and. But he was so confused at the end. He's like, "Go find them. Where? Who?" And he's like, and the bass just slams down. Um, the Mister Coffee thing when he's like, "Hot, too hot." Yeah, I guess I found. I actually found the. When he was at the Mr. Coffee machine, funnier. Funnier? Okay. Like when he thought that was the radar and then he's trying to play it off like, of course I want coffee. Everyone knows I want, I drink coffee when I look at my radar. Of course we do, sir. Did you see the guy screw up and he like moved his hands too Grabs early? his groin. <laughs> he goes too early, the guy off the screen. Um, also during the, the beeps, like the jamming scene, we're about to be jammed. <laughs> the camera hits him and breaks the fourth wall. I love when they break the fourth wall of this movie. I was going to mention that, actually. I found it to be a very clever use of the fourth wall in this movie. Yes. I thought that was brilliant. When he gets hit by the camera, like the camera comes too close to him yeah. and knocks him over. Or when and he... when he kills the camera guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, that was him. Uh, he did it. He did it. What? <laughs> So there's that, and then the, they broke the fourth wall with the drummer, Mega Maid. Doom, 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 yes. Doom, right? Because you think it's just the score, and then there's like actually a drummer there. Um, so the breaking of the fourth wall I thought was brilliant, because I hadn't seen that in a movie before. I was going to say, that this might be one of the earlier uses of that, right? I don't see it very often. Like, like Daredevil now does it, uh, Deadpool now does it, but... Oh, do they? I haven't seen Deadpool. So. The Deadpool movies, but even the comic book is known for breaking the fourth wall. Like, that's okay. its gimmick, you know? And when he's doing the... Right after the Mr. Coffee, when he's like, everybody got that? He, like, looks at the And he looks at the camera. That's the first time I noticed they were going to be breaking the fourth wall a bunch in this movie. Yeah. Um, what else? Ludicrous speed gets me every time, right? Eh. When he's, when he's like... <laughs> We may have lost Brandon now. He he might. My brains are going into my feet. I don't know. That light just gets me. I don't know. Anyways, I'm I'm disappointed. Well, that's our movie night. <laughs> We're not done. Oh, okay. So. It's not that I hated the movie. I'm not gonna watch it again anytime soon. But I didn't hate the movie. Okay. Well, so tell me. Uh, well, I don't know what to talk about then. What the hell do we talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I found. I guess maybe if I had seen it when I was younger, some of these jokes would hit more. Okay. You know, just calling everyone a-holes Okay, it, probably would have been funnier as a kid. The, the a-hole line still cracks me up, too. He's like, keep firing, a-hole. Yeah, I, again, I thought, uh, okay. But it was like the fifth time he used a-hole, and he, what's it, who is he? He's an a-hole. No, what's his name? A-hole, sir. Like uh, Major a-hole. Yeah, a-hole. private first class a-hole. Yes. Like I guess again, if I saw it younger, maybe I would have laughed. And then, I, I I do feel like movies like these, you still laugh at them later in life if you saw them early. But if you see them later, it doesn't hold the same weight. So what I need to do is go back in time, right? Introduce this to Baby Patrick. Yes. Yes. 
Um, and then we'll and then I won't this... I won't be this miserable in life. Probably not. <laughs> I did enjoy the breaking of the fourth wall. Those scenes were good. Mm-hmm. Um, yogurt was cool. A couple Star Trek references: the Vulcan neck pinch and the Vulcan neck pinch was beaming. He's like, "That's not where you do it. Not here." So I did find these scenes funny. I didn't laugh like everyone. Part of the problem here, too, is everybody made this out to be the funniest movie that's ever been made. It is. But that's the problem. You're never going to live up to what you guys all made it out to be for me. I was expecting to be peeing my pants from start to finish. Okay, so you're blaming me? No, all of you. You should have heard the people at my house the last two days. Yeah. My buddy Drew and my buddy Brian went on, both of them, no less than an hour. On how good it was? And and but the other problem was they also said every line that was funny. Okay. Oh, did they? Yes, they all told me every. Brian and, and my wife were doing the whole merchandise scene. They did the whole, um, your uh your sports is as big as my sports. Like I've I heard all these lines out of context. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Yeah, like they did the lunchbox. They did the lunchbox like seven times. I I was expecting this great funny scene with a lunchbox, and it wasn't that great. Yeah. Well, so I, I blame your wife. It was partly her, partly Drew, partly Brian. Because <laughs> like I sent you a couple of like small gifts and whatnot, but those are like really small snippets that you can't really. Yeah, get like the combing on. the desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did like that line. Um, mm-hmm. When he's like, uh, "Do you think we're taking this too literally?" He said, "Comb the desert. That's what we're doing." Mm-hmm. You know, that was clever, but. Um, I don't know. I, I think I just heard too many of the lines in the last two freaking days. Because people couldn't believe I hadn't seen it. Well, you see, that's, now I blame you because you should have seen it by now then. Well, that's probably true, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what are we going to do, Patrick? What do we do about this? What, you want me to go back in time and make it funny for me? Yeah. I have to forget the whole movie. I'll have to get the, uh, yes. Well, how do we do that? I, I'm un, I'm completely unsure of how to do that. Ludicrous speed, go! <laughs> that was all right, and then they turned plaid. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like John Candy as much as I thought I was going to. Oh, really? I love John Candy. No, I mean, not that I dislike John Candy. I just didn't like the morgue. A morgue? He's a morgue. Mog, Mog whatever. Barf. Barf. Barfolomule. That was a cool scene. Where I kind of almost chuckled. Where he's like, are you getting married? No? Then get out of here. Kind of almost chuckled. Yeah, I mean, that's as close as it got. I got to, I mean, I smirked a bunch. That should be the, that's definitely the name of the episode. Kind of almost chuckled. (laughs) (laughs) What about Pizza the Hut? What a gross character. (laughs) And then the robot's trying to eat him? Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. I don't know, neither do I. I mean, I don't want pizza ever again. And who played Pizza the Hut? It was Dom DeLuise. Really? Yeah. That poor guy had to get in that outfit. Uh, probably. Well, probably not much of an outfit. Like the mouth was all like motorized and not moving very well. well you can see his eyes back there, right? Yeah. So, and all this stuff is goopies falling off of him. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he was gross. Um, I don't know. I, I liked uh, um, Dot Matrix. Joan Rivers. Yeah, but that, she was just the voice, not the body. Mm-hmm. But I like that she was like on roller skates or whatever. <laughs> like, I think she was in that because like, well, it says here, 
Lorraine Yarnell Jansen dot matrix as Lorraine Yarnell. Okay. What do you want? IMDb? Yep. Okay. Which I just found out is owned by Amazon. Is it? Yep. Don't they own everything? Yes. And yeah. then Joan Rivers dot matrix voice. Yes. John Because the, John the dot matrix kind of looks like Joan Rivers, though. It does. It's modeled like after her face. Yeah. Um, dot matrix, it's a printer. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Like, if you show someone new that, like, I knew what a dot matrix was. I understand what the joke was there. Mm-hmm. But, like, kids today would never even understand half these jokes. Yeah, some of them are timely. Yeah, they're so 1987 specific. Yeah. Like, the events, I thought that was clever. Oh, no, with the advances in home theater, they get the movie before it's finished being made. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Fa- no, never show that part again. Thought that was clever. Yeah, because that, I don't know, like, I, uh, you can talk, go ahead. Uh, would you like me to um, pretend I laughed at some of this? Yes. Would that I make would it better? I would rather you lied to me and made me feel better for our last episode of Warp 5. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole goal of this uh, was to share movies and, you know, talk like we were talking over a piece of pizza, and I guess we're not going to do pizza. <laughs> At least you're laughing in the podcast. I didn't hate it. I just didn't laugh. Okay. And you'll never see it again? No, I'll probably watch it again one day. Like tomorrow? No, probably not. Probably not tomorrow. Like today? No. No? Okay. I just finished it leading into this. I know. You leave it to the last minute all the time. This one I did on purpose. Did you? Yeah, because I didn't want to write notes. I want... funny did you watch it with your kid no no they were in the other room playing yeah but i watched it with my wife yeah and she learned. liked it she loves that movie get her on the podcast she like <laughs> she likes that better than star wars um fair. So, does, so does my buddy brian that's fair i don't know i definitely like star wars we can't be friends forget this that's fair. i can't i can't <laughs> that's not fair at all I can't believe that they never did a sequel to this, honestly. Okay, I found those parts interesting. Like, I don't want to say funny because people are going to say, well, you said you didn't laugh, but I don't always laugh at things I find funny. Right. Okay, so that was a scene. Well, I hope we, I hope we meet again. God willing, in the sequel, Spaceballs 2, In Search the of the search Money. more money. You know, I, I thought that was clever. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a number two with how all of you rave about this thing. I know, me too. I'm surprised there was never a sequel. Or a prequel. Something. There was only a making of. Mm-hmm. Um, La La Land Records released a complete score to this, and it was like the 19th anniversary edition. And like they made a big deal on it. That was the 19th. A 19th? Yeah. <laughs> That's clever. So just as a, another funny thing. So I actually outwardly groaned for the alien scene. I was like, oh, Hello, my Aliens lady. too, but see now that's another problem though because I had already seen that scene, like Which, over the years. Okay, you know, just like on you know other videos or something. Oh, okay. So I, I once that started, I knew oh this is where that scene's from. Okay, well, did I ruin your life? Is that what happened here? Yeah. How would you rate this movie? <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
I'm sorry. I'm so glad I'm ending this podcast. <laughs> so am I. You think it's fair that this is better than Star Wars? I didn't say it was better. I no, you said it's fair. That's bad enough. <laughs> what would you rate it? Uh, a three. That's not bad. Three out of five. I gave it a four. Okay. Yeah. If I had laughed outwardly, I would have given it a four. So, next time your wife needs to tickle you while it's watching? Something has to happen, because that was didn't work. <sighs> Okay, well, bad comedies from the late 80s are not all we've been discussing here on the network this week, so <laughs> I guess take a listen to this clip and see what else you may have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. That was a better discussion. Previously on Trek.FM, to the journey! <laughs> the That's all I could think about with that this one. Is, this is the Seinfeld in Space episode. I keep waiting for Elaine to show up. I'm trying to think of what... Jerry Seinfeld would say in Jerry Seinfeld's tone of voice inside this episode. Can you do can you do, can you do a good Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, good grief, no. Not even close. I'm trying to think how I would approach doing a Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. It's not coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that super high pitched da 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 kind of I don't know, kind yeah. of voice. Well that you did really well, the da 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 da. So yeah. There you go. Why don't they just warp out of here? <laughs> Earl Grey. Time travel and alternate no. timelines. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unacceptable selection. Please try Unacceptable again. Unacceptable selection. Does this fit no, your I'm original serious. definition of how you define a villain? No. Justin. <laughs> Possibly not. Okay but then, but continue. Let me, okay. Literary treks. The Antares Maelstrom is mentioned by Khan in The Wrath of Khan. He's got his whole big monologue when he's vowing vengeance on James T. Kirk, you know. I'll chase him around the Antares Maelstrom and the runes of Nivea, you know. And runes. So what is the Antares Maelstrom? To my surprise, oh, no one had ever actually written a book or a comic book about the Antares Maelstrom, which Khan famously name checks. Standard Orbit. He even has another line like, you're a doctor. Like he tells his doctor, <laughs> I'm like, that is so original series. Oh, love it. Like, <laughs> Like if you, I'm telling you guys, like uh-huh. if you have not seen this episode, you will see Star Trek all over it. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. <laughs> we still could have had a good discussion. I think we did have a good discussion. <laughs> is there more we need to talk about? Did I miss something? I don't know. <laughs> I think we covered it. That's fine with me. Ooh, okay. Check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcast. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, in iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave a star rating or written review. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm contact. 
choose to send to a show and select Warp 5. That will come right to us. You can also find the network on Twitter at TrekFM and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrekFM. Patrick, where can people find you when you're not entangling your Schwartz with mine? Oh, man, I try and do that as little as possible. You end up having to put your knee on mine and push it. It's just a nightmare. I was surprised to see that your Schwartz was as big as mine. My Schwartz is as big as yours. It may even be slightly larger. No. I'm the up, you're the down. You don't remember that part of the movie? I do. I'm the up, you're the down. Okay. Each Schwartz has a side. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MagicDrop5. There's no spaces and the five is a digit. You can also find me popping in on the Babel Conference as, uh, once in a while. And you can find me on this network with my good friend Amy Nelson on the edge. The other, the last place you can find me is on the um, United Federation of Podcasts where I am going to be releasing uh, a podcast called Mickey's Marvels, where we'll do deep dives into Disney movies, Chris Trebuzio and I, and we will be covering some of the new content coming on the Disney Plus app, like uh, Mandalorian, if Brandon doesn't hate me too much to do that still. Um, but uh, I, I do. <laughs> well, this is maybe I don't want you on. You think it's fair to say this movie was better than Star Wars? Um, <laughs> maybe you're not the right person. So. Fine, I take it back. <laughs> so, but those are the places you can find me, and uh, that's it. So, Brandon, where can people find you when I'm not destroying your whole life uh, life view? Oh, man, I'm so sad about this, but uh, you can not find me anywhere because my life view has been destroyed from here on out. But I'm on Twitter at Brandon Metella. Uh, you can find me uh, here on the network with The Line, which is all about the forthcoming Star Trek Picard show with my friends Justin and Chrissy. You can find me on the Fandom Podcast Network uh, with Good Evening and Alfred Hitchcock Podcast with my friends Chris and Tom. Uh, once a month, we cover a Hitchcock film. And then every other week, my friend Patrick, uh, not Patrick, sorry, my friend uh, Zach and I, we have a show called Franchise Fatigue where we cover uh, movies in a franchise and their sequels and their remakes. So that's those three podcasts. That's all I'm going to be doing. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm dropping down to the bare bones here. Yeah, when three is the bare bones, it means you've been doing way too many. Yes, it has. So, and I'm, I tell you, I'm looking forward to it because, like, it, podcast is a lot of work, and you know, I'm just, I'm ready to just pull back a bit. Yeah, I can see that. I understand that. Um, I'm not doing Patreon stuff here anymore. I kind of pulled back from there as well, and so it's a lot of work. It is. I mean, like the listeners think we just come on here, talk for an hour, and leave, but there's pre-work, post-work, and yeah, posting. There's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on before and after an episode to make the episodes happen and mm -hmm. time-consuming. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, like, I've been doing Enterprise now for three years, so that's a long time to talk about Enterprise. It's almost as long as the show was airing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you've had about three times as many episodes as the show had. Yeah. No, so, not three times. So, like, twice. more than the show, though. No, you definitely had more. Not because twice. They only play, yeah, they only played, they had a hundred and something episodes. How many were you 97. on? 97. I've only been on for, like, 110. Oh, right? Okay. So, right, but there's... Right, because you were every other week for a while, and then before we went every week, and then back to every other week again, so... Yeah. It, it, you were on... If you would have been doing every week, you would have doubled their number. Yes, yeah. But... Uh, had I been on every week, I probably would have left the show a little while longer ago. Probably. <laughs> so... <laughs> but... 
If you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week, you, be, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. And at this time, we'd like to thank our wonderful associate producers. And did you know something, Patrick? Did you know that all of them are space balls? Are they? All of them are wonderful, glorious space balls. None of them live on the, uh, oh man, what's the what's the other planet where they're trying to suck Druidia. the Druidia. Druidia? None of them are Druidians? No, these guys are all space balls. Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Ozer, Mark Flessa, Chris Trebuzio, and Jim McMahon. All of them are wonderful, wonderful associate producers. Spaceballs. Yeah. And Spaceballs. And you're a Spaceballs too. You know who you're you such are? such a Spaceball. Oh, you're my. the bearded lady. I could be. Yeah. I could be. Or the bear that gets in the pot at the end. That was funny. No, that's me. Okay, you're the bear? Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that's me. So. And then the, the, the bad reference to uh, Planet of the Apes happens after that. Bad reference. That is yeah. a brilliant reference. Yeah, I guess. I'm, not, I'm actually. I'm, never mind. We're gonna leave that part out. I'm just. Gonna I had seen Planet of the Apes when I first saw this movie. Either, I still haven't. So. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a. Coming soon to Warp Five. Five <laughs> more movie nights as we cover the original Planet of the Apes series. <laughs> yeah, I never watched them. I mean, I know the reference too. So. Oh my goodness, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. No, that's okay. I mean, like, you can't watch everything. It's just that. Planet of the Apes is so good. And it's so classic. I should have seen it. Um, That's one movie that I knew the ending of before, partly because of Spaceballs, right? But I wish I didn't, because that, I think, is the greatest ending in cinema history. Yeah, I probably know the ending already, right? Because I watch Spaceballs, and everyone knows the ending by now in life. Right. It's not really a spoiler when the movie's 40 years old or whatever it is at this point. No, it's 50 now. Is it 50 already? Yeah. Wow. It was. I think it was 1969 that it came out. But like, just to imagine being there and seeing for the first time the Statue of Liberty and realizing that they were on Earth the whole time. Right. Well, what's odd is my wife's never seen it people, either. How many people did I just spoil it for that are listening to it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I spoiled it for my wife just before, yeah. like an hour ago, because I'm like, you know what they're making fun of, right? And she's like, well, Princess Bride. I go, not the wedding scene. They're making fun of Planet of the Apes. And she's like, oh, that was on Earth? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Anyways, so yeah, anyways, we got one more episode coming for you guys. Um, we have invited as many of the previous hosts on as we can, and we're trying to arrange a time, and we're going to have like a massive roundtable. Um, I don't think everybody will be able to make it, but we're going to get as many as we can. Um, and I think it'll be kind of cool. So just as one last hurrah for us. And hopefully by then Brandon will have his light back and he won't be so miserable with me. No, no, that'll never go away. <laughs> you can go find another network for Mickey's Marvels. Wow, rough. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. Can you forgive me? <laughs> and remember, you can't be afraid of the wind. Or the Swartz. Or the Schwartz. Thank you.